Hey guys, what is up? It is another episode of the Sassnack Files, a little mini-sode coming your way about Jamie and Claire over the course of the first eight episodes of season one. This is Chelsea. This is Rebecca. And before we get into the nitty-gritty of today's episode, we want to remind you guys that you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you are new to the Sassanac Files and you just happen to find us on Google or on social media, you can actually listen to all of our podcasts on several different platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. Also, we try to post a URL link for you guys in our newest social media post whenever we release a new episode, so you can just access it that way as well. So... Without further ado, we're going to get to talking about Jamie and Claire because Lord knows we can't talk about them enough. So why not give them their very own episode? (laughs) Man, so much happens and I can't wait for our second one on them. We are going to try to do an episode about Jamie and Claire at the mid-season break and at the end of each season because like Rebecca said, there is so much that happens to them over the course of a season. And as much as we'd like to, we can't possibly talk about everything as a whole in each of our episode analysis because we try not to spoil things for you guys. So this is just our opportunity to talk about comprehensive situations and things that happen in earlier episodes that affect later things and vice versa. So that's what Mm -hmm. we're about to do today. Yep. Connect the dots. Okay, so Chelsea, are you ready for my question? (laughs) I am on the edge of my seat. Okay, excellent, (laughs) like Mr. Burns says. Okay, my question to you, Chelsea, is what do you think was really going on in Jamie's head when he first met her, quote-unquote? I put in quotations as an example, this random woman in her underwear has put my shoulder back together and is now yelling at me in the night. (laughs) Honest to God, first reaction, where'd Myrta find her? (laughs) Honestly, probably is the first thing that popped into his head. I mean, let's be honest. And probably her beauty probably caught his eye. How could it not? Even though she's mud up to her eyeballs and her hair is soaked and she probably feels like she's not at her best, but Jamie doesn't care. Whenever she grabs hold of his shoulder and is going to put it back, he just looks at her like, oh, my God, this is going to hurt, isn't it? (laughs) Yep. (sighs) And I also kind of wonder if he was thinking, like, can she actually do this? She's so thin. (laughs) Right. Let's put the shoe on the other foot. What do you think Claire's first reaction to Jamie was? Well, I think her first initial thought was, like, who's this boy sitting at the fire? But when she saw his shoulder, I think she just went into nurse healer mode. Like, she wasn't thinking about him without a shirt on, any of that stuff. So, like, I think the first time she really actually looked at him was, does she help him stand up in that cabin? Or was it more at Castle Leog when they first really, nope, you know what it was? When he throws her off the horse and she's running away and he goes to go get her. (laughs) And I think that's the first time she really looked at him because he was looking at her when he said, well, then that looks like you're coming with me. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think she kind of initially had this connection with him? Or do you think it was something that kind of built over the course of them riding on horseback together? I think there was something, but I don't think it was at 100% the forefront of her mind because you can see her looking at him 
the way he's looking at her, like when he says, thank you, Sassanac, truly for helping me. She's like on your feet, soldier, you know, like before she, however Katrina says that you're fucking amazing. Anyways, he's staring at her. She's looking at him, but I don't think Claire is letting it fully hit her, but she notices it. She's not stupid. No, I don't think she was full on aware of it, but was at the same time, I guess, trying to push it away. Do you think, here's, I'm curious, what would you say is the most defining moment of their relationship within the first eight episodes? Um, the wedding? <laughs> like, <laughs> they have sex? Um, that's pretty defining. That was the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, like when Jamie goes up to her at the end of Garrison Commander and says, what kind of person would I be if I left you to that bastard Randall? Like that showed right there. He cared about her and that they're friends. And she went, wow, he's really going to do this for me. Like we're friends though. And it sucks that I have to do this. So like, I think that was a defining moment for them. But honestly, the wedding, that changed everything. Sex was involved. Obviously emotions are going to be more intense and it was going to make it a little bit more difficult for her, I think. But I guess as we saw at the end of both sides now, she was ready to go back to Frank. So maybe it wasn't as hard of a decision for her. Yeah, I tend to think that it was a little bit earlier on. I really think that in the gathering, whenever he she's trying to escape and he finds her and helps her back in without like, you know, sounding the alarm or whatever. I feel like that's a really good indication of where their relationship is headed that He's willing to keep his mouth shut and comfort her and be like, you know what? It's okay. You can go back. I'm not going to say anything and you'll stay out of trouble if you just go back. Yeah. The fact that he didn't raise any red flags or anything and he's just so sweet and he clearly already cares for her at that point. He's already gets his hackles up when he finds out that there were some guys that were being very not nice to her. And he just goes, they didn't touch you now, did they? Like, yep. I'm about to kick some ass. Yeah, do I need to kill? I feel like that was a very defining moment in their relationship that it kind of goes beyond basic acquaintances at that point. And officially, they're really good friends. They can trust each other to just kind of keep their secrets and also willing to kick some ass if they need to, to defend each other. So that's like where the beginning of their friendship formed. It was solidified, I guess, that they were friends. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, I would say and so. Because yep. when you were about to say the gathering, I thought you were actually going to say rent when he sleeps outside her door. And that's where it's the full-on magnet thing. I didn't even mm-hmm. think about that until you started talking. So I went, oh, my God. Like, they stared at each other for how long? <laughs> she handed him the blanket. <laughs> so like, Oh, I know. Yeah, that was intense. Yeah, I definitely feel like the chemistry was in full force. Yeah, they were really feeling it in Rent. And then, yeah, the end of the Garrison Commander was just like, whew, goodness sakes. They have some chemistry, that's for sure. My primary question was, do you think Jamie had any idea what he was getting himself into when he agreed to marry her? No, I think, no, I don't. And it's kind of hard because this kind of gets into spoiler territory and I don't want to give anything away. So like, I really don't think he knew what he was getting into. I think he knew, obviously he really liked her and just, there's just something in his eye. Like he knows she's it. So like, I I think we can say that and make it clear that, you know, it's in his eyes when he looks at her. Mm -hmm. 
So he did everything he could in the wedding to make sure it was a wedding for both of them and, you know, that she had one. No, I ha- I think he had no idea. He's just a boy who met a girl, okay? I think he had a little bit of an inkling, okay, a lot of an inkling that she was different from every other girl in that time. I honestly yeah. think that's what drew him to her in the first place was how different she was, that she wasn't afraid to speak her mind, that she could stick up for herself. She had a sharp tongue and she was a little bit more aggressive. She doesn't like to take a back seat. And I feel like that's a very attractive quality for him. He doesn't like quiet women that just sit down and take it. <laughs> um, gotcha. So inherently, he's going to know that that's, that's assuming some risk, right? You're going to have a wife that's not going to keep her mouth shut like she should. <laughs> in their opinion, not saying that's how I feel now but in the 21st century. Yeah. But he knew that that was something that he was taking on. But I don't think that he had any clue that, you know, she was a time traveler and she had another husband that she was married to in a different time and that everything that happens post midseason break was going to happen. I don't think he had any clue about that either. He just knew that she was it for him and she has her quirks just like all of us, but he was willing to accept that as just part of who she was. Her mouth and telling men to shut up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and let me clean your wounds so you don't get infected and die. (laughs) Right. Oh my God. Yeah. All the times that she has probably saved Jamie's life in this series like I would probably lose count I mean if you count all the times that she used proper sanitation techniques to cleanse his wounds as times of potentially saving his life good lord yeah you probably lose count oh yeah that for sure god all the lives that have been saved just because they went duh we wash our hands people live like are you serious it's like what the whole thing with the pandemic. People are like, wash our hands. Let's wash our hands. And I'm like, you should already be doing that. Yeah. Why are you not already washing your hands? Yeah. That's the more pressing concern. <laughs> <laughs> what else happened with Jamie and Claire that we want to talk about? I feel like there are tons well, of things. Well, okay. Here's one. I personally think she like got penetrated by that red coat. Now, that's been a debatable thing, as we were kind of talking about a little bit in the podcast episode. But whatever it is, it's still assault. So anyways, um, we should talk about that. Like, because Claire, clearly, I feel like we missed that part in the analysis where Claire literally starts saying, like, she's in shock. If she says anything, she knows Jamie wants to talk to her about everything, but she can't or everything is going to come out everything that she doesn't want to think about because all these memories kept coming up for her. So I think we should talk about that moment. Like, you know, she did basically get assaulted. Yeah. I mean, no question whether it was rape or not, it was sexual assault, no matter how you spin it. Yep. And that's, that's jarring to someone. That's not something that you're just like, Oh, yep, that happened. Let's just get over it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously it's, it's really shaken her and she's, trying to keep control of her emotions and her conscious line of thought, because she knows if she starts babbling like a crazy person, things are going to come out that she doesn't want to come out. Namely that she's a time traveler and that she already has a husband and blah, 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 all of it. 
Yep. And I, yep. I think that at that point, like, do you think she could have trusted Jamie with it at that point? Or do you think she needed to wait like she did? No, I think she could have told him straight up, honestly. He would have believed her. I really do think that. Because he already, like you said, knows there's something about her that is different than other women. She's not afraid of men. She will speak her mind. And the random things she knows about healing. Like some things he doesn't understand. Like she named, what was it? Okay, so I think it was the... Are you talking about in episode three, The Way Out, whenever she's talking about the Germans? Yes. Yeah, she calls it Germany instead of Prussia. And that confuses him. So I think he would have pieced things together really quickly. So I think she could have full-on trusted him. I think that she made the right choice. As much as they're they're friends, I feel like it was right of her to wait a little bit longer. Because there's a lot of stuff that happens at the beginning of the back half of season one that kind of needed to happen before the truth comes out, I guess. They get to know each other on a deeper level. They're newly married and they don't know each other as well as they should yet for her to spill the beans about something as huge as that. If it was in the moment of her in shock and she wasn't aware that she was talking about everything, I could see where that could come out and it probably Mm -hmm. would have been okay because he probably would have paid attention. So let's talk about um, Jamie appearing in the window, come to save the day. That's a a bold choice to end the mid-season finale on that. And then people had to wait like a year for that. Yeah. That was intense. I wonder Um, what was going through people's heads whenever, like, show watchers. I went, are you serious? So when I first saw this at my friend's house, um, they were in the cusp of Droughtlander for like a month or something. When I saw that moment, I went, what the fuck? And that's it? And she goes, yes. And I'm like, why did you make me watch this? (laughs) That with her. I was upset. I was like, this is just, it's fucking good television. Let's be honest. That was a great way to get people to come back. I, that's all. I was just in shock. I went, he's amazing. I don't know what to do with this guy. I really do not. Um, Because who fucking does that? I don't know. Like, a lot of women, I know I have. Like, we haven't had really good examples of men Mm -hmm. being these protectors. And that's hard. So when you see it on screen, you're like, I don't, are you, what star are you on? Like, it never crossed my mind that he was just a book character. But I just was fascinated by him. Because I, I just didn't know what to do with this person who barely knows her. And they were forced to get married, but you can kind of tell he kind of likes her, but you're still kind of confused. Like, you're like, what? what's the deal with all this? But you go and save her. You came through a window. What? Do you think that Claire and- had any idea that Jamie was coming for her? I know in the books it happened a little bit differently, and she had, she just assumed that like nobody would ever find her. That she was kind of dead meat. But in the show, it's a little different, and I'm wondering... I think that she probably hoped that he was coming, but by the time Blackjack had her bent over a table and was about to rape her, I think she'd probably lost all hope of anybody <laughs> coming. Oh, yeah, and cut her nipple off. <laughs> oh my god, let's not talk about that. That gives me nightmares. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, 
I really don't think she knew he was coming. I think, again, like you had said, like she may have had an inkling of hope. But no, I don't I don't think she had any inkling Jamie was going to come through a fucking window. He climbed over the roof. <laughs> He's a badass. He's, let's face it. Our badass and a kill. He's great. I love Jamie. She's his wife. He is going to do anything for her. Like he said on their wedding night, you have my name, you have my clan, my family, and the protection of my body if necessary. Like he means that shit. Just I love him. And I still have moments where I don't know what the fuck to do with him. Even though that thought crosses my mind, I'm like, of course, this is Jamie. He's amazing. (laughs) It's just Jamie Fraser. Leave it at that. That's all the explanation you need. Yep. And if men are jealous, there's probably a reason you're feeling that way. Step up your game, bro. Yep. And I'm not (laughs) saying you need to be like him because there are men in our time who are Jamie. Because Jamie would be completely different in our time period. He'd be Mm -hmm. amazing. This might be a little bit of a spoiler, so clap your ears if you don't want any spoilers. But I honestly think that... Roger is who Jamie would have been if he had grown up in the 20th century. Oh, fuck yeah. I completely agree with you. It's my hot take. I'm sticking to it. It's my story and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I think the exact same way. That's why I get frustrated with people and how they bash Roger. I just, I don't like it. It's like, y'all are being dumb. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Look at the show. (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh. Yeah, I agree. But that's for another day, right? Yeah. And like, I don't think Jamie necessarily would have been a historian, but he's a very educated, smart man. And he's progressive in how he thinks he's willing to defend his woman to the ends of the earth. His family is everything to him. He stands up for what he believes in and he's willing to fight Uh for it. But with the values of a 20th century son, you know? It's, yep, I could see it for sure. Totally. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up our Jamie and Claire discussion for the first eight episodes of season one. Our next episode will be coming out soon about 109, The Reckoning, which is mine and Rebecca's one of our favorite episodes in the entire series of Outlander. So we are stoked to talk to you guys about it. It is such a good episode. So much happens. Yes, it is really a turning point for Jamie and Claire and their relationship in many ways. And it's told from Jamie's perspective, which is one of the thousand things that I love about it. So, yes, we're excited for you guys to hear that one. And we will be working on it shortly. So stay tuned for that. And until next time, guys, you have a good one. Stay safe out there. Bye. Bye.